Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We got our counterpoint lined up and ready to go, champing up the bit. We got Annie Stinton, the small businessman. I'm not answering questions tonight. Everything will be in an interpretive dance. Okay, Madonna. And uh, Michael Diamond, who is with Upstream Strategy Group. Hello there. Thank you for having me. <laughs> okay, that's thank you enough. for your donation. You're welcome. <laughs> um, we have operators standing by. Some assembly requires. Batteries are not included. Let's talk about the story that uh, this is the kind of headline that really, I think, angers most people. And certainly if you're a parent, it's, it, it is it is un, it's unspeakable to me. I don't understand how anybody could find themselves in this situation. I don't know how I would deal with it. But two brothers, Josh and Andre, they've been born with a life sentence. They didn't ask for this. They've got cystic fibrosis. Only one could get on a drug trial that can and is improving his life. His baby brother, uh, six-year-old Josh, can't get access to this drug. Um, It's a $250,000 a year drug. Uh, so while we've got the feds who can blow 12 million bucks handing out fridges to Loblaws and we, you know, subsidize electric cars, we've got money to buy ourselves out of beer contracts and two little boys, you know, seeing which one can live doesn't seem real just. But here is his mother, Sasha, who I just talked to. It doesn't have to be $250,000. Yeah. If our government, if our health minister would sit down and negotiate with Vertex, the pharmaceutical company, they would they could drop the price. They have done this. They have negotiated with 14 other countries and have dropped that $250,000 price tag. So all those other countries, including the States and Australia, they're publicly funding it for all of their CF patients. Andy, cystic fibrosis is not new. This did not just come upon us. We've had many, many years to figure out how to get these drugs negotiated, how to get a plan in place. And yet time and time again, we tell these stories that we shouldn't be telling. I mean, I'm a parent. You're a parent. I mean, this is just so heartbreaking. This is like a nightmare beyond a nightmare. And every week we come on and, and, and we, we argue about partisan politics and we walk away. But this is such a great example of partisan politics, lack of organization between the parties, between the federal and provincial legislative bodies that can't get it together to go out and, and decide on a course of action. And at the end of the day, there's been very sadly one little boy that's going to die out of this. It's not fun and games, guys, anymore. No, but you know what? Next week, it'll be someone else's story. I mean, we are told, Michael, because we have to live with this universal care that we, you know, no one wants to talk about or have an honest conversation about, you know, fixing what's broken. Um, and I'd love to, to be able to tell Sasha, you know, it's all going to be fixed. But the bottom line is, unless we shame people or make a big stink about it, you know, these headlines will continue. This this is a awful, awful and tough story. And I, I guess... The nature of drug trials are that not everyone will have access to the drug while it's being tried, but that provides no comfort to a family whose pain is going to be very, very real. Uh, my, my cousin has cystic fibrosis, and I remember the snowy December day in 2010 when my aunt called to let us know she was getting 
a double lung transplant and you know not everyone's going to be that fortunate so governments should do everything they can to get the best medical treatment and best pharma treatment into the hands of people. I think to your point, Alex, so we're at a crossroads in Canada where it finally seems that there's an acknowledgement that what we've been doing isn't working, which seems new to me. The solution to that, we're not there, but that we can acknowledge broadly that there's a problem and that this isn't working is a good starting place. And hopefully that will result in some real real reforms. And that's not to say that we need an American system. We need any other system. No, yeah, no, no one, no, no one it's, wants it's, an American system, but we certainly can improve. I mean, look, if we have all this money for pharmacare programs, like what I was suggesting or put, pointing out was when, when before that plan was canceled, they were giving pharmacare to everybody. Not everybody needed pharmacare. If you had a, a private was, plan like I did, it was ridiculous. It was such I, an inefficient I plan. hear about people like this, and I think these are the people who need the funding for their pharmacare. We, we've got to get this into... A, a, a unified body is the only way. As long as there are provincial regulations and there are federal regulations and clinical trials, the government is seen as a sponsor, and then it becomes a lottery, and then you've got the political. There needs to be a governing body to do to with with universal healthcare. Set some standards, and it's like any good buying process. As this mother quite rightly says, we want this drug. They go to the drug company, and as a country, a unified country, we go in. And we say let's negotiate a price instead of Ottawa and Quebec. Well, you would think you would well, think that it actually take happened in Canada. Well, There's the the Can- Pan Canadian uh, Pharma Buying Group, and it actually hasn't been all that efficient. And what what one of the results is that you have some of the provinces doing all the work, where other provinces are then getting the listings faster, uh, and, and that hasn't really worked. I mean, it's a great idea in theory, but it just in practice has been. Somewhat of a disaster. Everything's a disaster. Seriously, everything. I mean, we, we blew $8 billion on e-health, which still doesn't work. And we've still not, like, we just, we're going backwards. Uh, let's talk about mental health spending, because that was a big announcement today. Um, three Over $3 billion over 10 years at the provincial level for mental health spending. It is a drop in the bucket to what we need. But today, they talked about expanding mobile crisis intervention teams to help first responders, which makes sense. Also, mental health supports in schools. So, in other words, uh, at least one mental health worker will be in each school across the province so that kids, Michael, can have access to an early intervention. And this is something that the Liberal government had talked about putting into place. It is now going into place. But again, I don't know where you start with mental health uh, spending because you've got elder you know, issues mm-hmm. with long-term care of dementia and Alzheimer's. Then you've got young care. I mean, there's I don't even know where to start. The, the two places that had long been neglected were very young, the very young and and the elderly. So, I mean, this is a good start, but uh, uh, loneliness is certainly a factor in mental health with the the elderly. There's more we can do across the board, but glad to see it being addressed in the school system. It's a great place for early identification, which will save not just lives, but also the system a a lot of money. It's obviously gauche to talk about financial savings when we're talking about savings of lives, which are more important. This is a nice political play, guys. We haven't spent any money at all in this area. Yeah, but I mean, this is important. Of course it this is. This is important. But where's this money coming from? From other 
health care programs. No, 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 no. This was in the budget as a, as a as an independent line. Like the, the mental health was part of the platform. Other health no. services. Sure, Andy, what do you mean we're cutting other health services? They're cutting transfers to municipalities who waste health money on things like studies about energy drinks and and shade in public Michael. Not all of it's that, but a lot. So let's let let the city of Toronto spend the money they get from the province better, just like the province is going to spend the money they get from us. Fifty percent. There's not fifty percent. But that's a different issue. You're you're now you're you're. No, it's no, no, no. It is. We're talking about mental health spending, and and I mean, really, it's such a massive problem. I don't know how provincially. I think you got again. We're in this. You've got to have a federal plan. You got to have a federal plan to deal with mental illness across the board. But we, we're paying Peter and taking it away from Paul, yeah. and that's the issue. I'm not saying it's not an important issue, but you can't be cutting off daycare, spending a hundred million on well, not, beer. No, but and, that's, that's no. It's it's one big part, Alex. I get it's, it. I get that. I, I agree with you. That I agree, but I don't. I don't. And, and we're taking this and we're giving it to this, and then we've just done this tragic story over here. I'm sorry, this is not working for me. And if it's working for you guys, and Michael, you've got a handy-dandy answer, good. It's not working for me. Well, that's because there's one taxpayer and there's 20 different levels of government. Uh, and, and on this spending, going it through schools, the province is the most logical uh, player to uh, to be making this investment as but they do also, fund education. But they're also doing, so edu- it's also not just health doing it. Education is going to be stepping in with funding for this as well as housing uh, and corrections. So they're doing like a multi-pronged approach, which All through provincial you have agencies. to because too many people who are mentally ill, A, are ending up in jails, or B, ending up in well, emergency units, which is not where they need to and, be. And the city of Toronto and city council's span has clearly been first class and they, they, they got Andy, but I think it's important to remember a few things. The city of Toronto Board of Health is an incredibly wasteful organization. Looking at everything, and looking at everything from energy drinks to shade in parks to yeah. electric music. <laughs> it does not Some worry of the stuff, about, they waste a lot of money. It's not working about our health. Okay, electric uh, and music? And we're also... Why wasn't I involved in this survey? We're also, uh, right now, the city of Toronto is actually, to me, funding Joe Cressy's vanity campaign as he prepares to take Andrea Horvath out as NDP oh, leader. Boy. So all let's right. all well, be all careful. Inside, it's our money. <laughs> all right. Mm. On that note, um, grumpy. speaking of crazy, we'll take a note, uh, we'll take a pause on that note and we'll he's, come back. He's a grumpy guy. Yeah. Speaking from Joy and Pleasure mm-hmm. 24-7-365. Cold kettle. We'll come back and we'll talk about a Toronto cop who's got the best job ever. Got to get one of those jobs where I can uh, never go to work, punch in and get paid. Hmm. It's called being a radio host. Well, yeah, please, yeah, that's it. We'll uh, pick that up when we come back here on Point on Global News Radio. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We got our counterpoint uh, panelists. I like your hairstyle. <laughs> Thank you. That would be Andy Stinton. It, it, it's because when Alex puts her headset oh, on, she stu- tra- she she rearranges her hair and she's. You know that I got very... out of TV to get into radio. You look very French couture, don't you think Thank so, you. Michael? I think that your outfit is as classy as anything <laughs> I've ever seen you wear on TV. It's yeah, wonderful. It's, seriously, really? like, that's we, a quite the gown. Yeah, I, that the plunging what? back. The gown you're wearing right now. Where's a gown? Okay, okay stop. Know. That I'm plunging wearing... black line is just. Okay. But you all should be glad you can't see Andy. Oh. Tell me about What's it. the matter with Just the spandex suit? Just in time suit? for uh, an election. Can we get back to the order of business, please? 
<laughs> uh, just in time for an election, the Trudeau Liberals throw $24 billion a year that we do not have to boost the Canada child care benefit by as much as, what, 12 to 13 bucks a month. You know, it's not going to actually change your life. Um, it has been a, a, a relatively successful, I guess, program. Um, many say it's, you know, StatsCan says it lifted up to 300 thousand low-income people out of poverty but this is very much designed to buy your votes you buying there michael look i I remember a point in time when uh, the conservatives ran on a similar program and paul martin's uh, campaign general called it uh money to buy beer and popcorn so the liberals have certainly changed their tune kathleen Wynne successfully sought re-election in 2014 in buying people's votes with their own money that's the uh, liberal campaign strategy this time clearly federally Uh, it didn't work for her uh, in 2018 let's hope it doesn't work for them in 2019. Uh, Andy, <laughs> bottom line is this is an old and tried and true tactic. It, we will see much more money being spent to buy the vote. Is this the kind of thing, uh, given the polling numbers of the Liberals, that can um, turn things around? No. I mean, well, yeah, maybe. I, I, it, it doesn't. To me, it's just another magic flimflam act. But it, it amazes me that Michael Diamond changes his tune every three or four weeks. Uh, a little while ago, he was saying that, that an extra five cents on gas would affect those people of low economic stature. However, he's saying this will not help One, them. I never no, commented you, no, on... No, I never this said it wouldn't help, help them. them. Why don't we How rewind the tape? When did, I, when did I say it wasn't going to help them? I said it's the government buying people's vote with their own money. Well, that's... Good. Things do, Michael. No, hey, newsflash, right? <laughs> newsflash. Fake news. I never said that. <laughs> what you just accused me of saying is something I never said. And yes... My, my going out of my way to save my own money was not just smart well, economics. It was a personal decision. Well, let me just point out, though, that the, the carbon tax, the pro, the pollution pricing, will actually erase the two or three bucks extra a month these people get. Yeah, but just I just saying. don't but see we're both sides the of the argument. Will people, there are people that probably it will make a difference to, but right. I think overall it's not going to. And I don't think it's going to affect how most people vote. I mean, the liberals have got such a bad rap now. I mean, the only thing that will, will get them back into power is Andrew Scheer. But this isn't going to get them back into power. Nobody's falling for this, except Michael, for the poor people. He is a Toronto cop with a new title of Toronto's million-dollar police officer. No giving fingers across the table each other. Uh, that was him. That was him. Constable Fleura has uh, been off the job since he was nabbed in a big drug sweep back in 2007. He earned about 300000 in salary over the past three years and was taking home a regular paycheck for the past 12 years and didn't even have to clock in for one shift. And, and this is a City News exclusive. They got their hands, I guess, on a Freedom of Information request. And if you look into this, there's up to like 20 officers who have either been suspended uh, because of an outstanding issue or they've gone through the process and now they're appealing and rang the puck. But this is... This is a huge, Michael, this is a huge loophole in the system where we get cops who, you know, through all their fault of their own, they do get in trouble and then they get paid for a decade. Yeah, and and the the process is so slow. I would like to say City News does great work and many good people got started at City News, uh, but uh, <laughs> including our dear host tonight. Yes. But uh, but this, 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 this is something, it gets under taxpayer skins and a lot of the elite politicians don't get it. You know who got this was Rob Ford and he used to talk about it. But his brother it. didn't because he's the one who changed the police. I mean... But it's still going. It doesn't matter whether they got it or not. But does but 
more it could is, t- change this. Okay, I'm not this sure is you only will. about three percent. But here's the bit that I don't get: the system is is screwed. Once they've done the criminal thing, they go to police services, mm-hmm. then they appeal it, and then at the end of it, they retire with a nice pension yeah. because they're collecting a pension. Because well, you can it, rag the puck for a very mm-hmm. long yeah, but time. Here's my thing: is there not something they can do, even if it's sharpening pencils or doing some sort of? I don't care if they pick up uh, squirrel poop. Like honestly, do something. <laughs> Find no, the most no, immediate. Well, whatever, but I'm saying you can do something. You're a police officer. You can't go out and do your job normally, but go do something. Well, Sweep the sidewalks. I don't care what you do. Yeah, you find the most demeaning job that wouldn't be classified as constructive uh, dismissal yeah. because there's still labor laws, and uh, y- y- you do it that way. Pick on the side of the road. No, I mean, listen, okay. okay, when you two can come back into the real world, not Willy Wonka and the, the world, I. They can do something within. They could do paid duty. They could direct traffic or something. Squirrel paid duty. That, that means they make more money on top no, no, of okay. what they're They can direct doing. traffic. They can direct traffic. Yeah. They, they can do something administrative. I liked Alex's idea of picking up squirrel I'm no a lot. There's a lot of garbage on the sides of the road right now. I've never had a problem with squir- squirrel poo. Or squirrel poo. Whatever. Uh, Raccoon poo. We've got get. a new royal baby. Uh, a very proud papa. Uh, I don't know if you heard uh, Mr. Willie come out today, but Willie did come out, and uh, here's what he said, Proud Papa. I haven't been at many births. Um, (laughs) This is definitely my first birth. Uh, It was amazing, absolutely incredible. And as I said, I'm so incredibly proud of my wife. Um, And as every father and parent would ever say, you know, your your baby is absolutely amazing, but this little thing is, is, is absolutely to die for, so I'm just over the moon. You guys Mr. look like Willie. You're talking about my heritage. Sorry, you, you colonial. So I do like I do no, like no, Willie. No, He's no, one of the only royals Willie. I do like. I apologize. Is this, is, this, is, is this the first generation? I suppose that isn't inbred. Oh my gosh! Oh, okay. here we go. You had to go down that <laughs> yeah. road. I'm a Republican, you? and I mean, maybe this child will follow in his father's footstep and dress up as a Nazi for Halloween in a few years <laughs> and be photographed naked in Las Vegas. I don't care what they do. Uh, and what's, Just what's stop your problem governing with that? Me. Is this why you like Get the whole time I was money. reading this out? You're like, look like you're about to crawl out of your skin. I, I'm I like, it's a the, night. I, I find this inbred family just detestable. <laughs> the world's largest recipient of welfare. You know Lock what? her up. Actually, no. They they actually pay. They actually pay taxes, so get your facts straight. She is a major payer of taxes. She decided on her own to pay taxes. And Windsor Castle... What does that have to do with the baby? Can we get back to the baby? Because everyone loves a baby. Let's talk about the baby, okay? A baby baby. was born today. Can we all just say that's a nice thing? That is a nice thing. Thank you. Do we have to debate, like, the, the... The merits of yes, the royal... Yes, he does. It was his fault. It was my fault. I think oh, they're detestable. <laughs> I guess we won't be on next week. We've annoyed her now. Okay, dokie. <laughs> on that note, I was going to say, well, did you guys get stuck in the um, Toronto Marathon this weekend? No, oh, but that's st- oh. that story. Do oh. that story because it's stupid. Well, I'm not sure there's much to the story. I mean, it's another it's city. It's every weekend city. here. Well, no, it no. is terrible. And you know what? Can I set they, the story up? Sure. Yes, set the story up. Michael, be quiet, for God's sake. City News reporting that, uh, I guess, the Toronto Marathon didn't just cause road headaches, but a couple of the runners are saying that, uh, you know, because this is a qualifier for the Boston Marathon. So you have to come in under 350 to actually qualify. And now a number of runners are coming forward saying their GPS uh, devices are saying that the course was longer and something didn't work. I'm not so sure anything's going to come of it. But this whole thing's been a headache. It's for traffic, for runners. You of course it. nothing's going to come of it because these people are stupid. They should not have technology. The GPS, the, the, the course is set in a straight line. Mm. It is unlikely that they go in a total straight line. They probably go to the left-hand side of the road, the right-hand side of the road, overtake somebody, which means the GPS 
reads that movement as they go around, so it won't match what huh. it says. I never thought of that. You're a chartographer, aren't you? Uh, but a they cartographer, don't, cartog- not a chartographer. They don't go in a straight line, though. They cross Davenport, which oh, they means they, they didn't they, go in a straight line because most of my day was ruined yesterday getting stuck. Oh, so well, this is about you now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, on a us. Sunday at 11 o'clock, if you're walking, I don't care how you finish that race because you're now like, I'm sitting in my car Hours after this thing was supposed to be finished. Nowhere near the race route. And this city, they're terrible. <laughs> Parades, marathons, they don't do anything. Do a straight line. I literally had to wait for some guy who was like, like literally like crawling across. I'm like, can you? Don't can talk you just... about Andy that way. <laughs> I thought I was very good in anyway. my spandex suit. No, yeah. No, it did not help. Especially, never mind. All right, guys, I got to leave it there. Thank you very much. Uh, Andy Stinton, appreciate it. Thank you. Could you imagine you wearing a whole... Never mind. Uh, Velour. It would be like that burkini. (laughs) The male version of the burkini. Because I'm a ninja in real life. That's exactly how I would label you. And Michael Diamond. Appreciate it, guys. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.